Last week, thousands of students across Kentucky packed up their fresh notebooks and pencils and headed back to the classroom for the first day of school. But in flood-ravaged eastern Kentucky, many kids have yet to start the school year. As WFPL's Jess Clark reports, educators and families are still in recovery mode. Hey, Rachel, can you show me the camper? Third grader Rachel Parks and her family are living in a camping trailer outside their flood-damaged home in Buckhorn, Kentucky. This is the kitchen. Here's the bathroom. During the flood, Rachel spent a harrowing night in the car with her mom, dad, and older brother. They parked on a hill and waited as the water rose over their whole neighborhood, terrified that the massive dam holding back Lake Buckhorn would burst. It was really sad, scary, and overwhelming. Rachel says she gets scared now every time it rains. She's antsy for school to start so she can see her friends again and make sure they're okay. But because the area sustained so much damage, the district had to push the first day back several weeks. At Letcher Elementary and Middle School, the start of the year is on hold indefinitely. Many buildings in the Letcher County school system were flooded, and the ones that weren't are serving as relief centers. Sherry Brown is prepping for the afternoon rush, getting meals ready for the volunteers who will arrive in a couple hours in trucks and ATVs. We load them down with food and we send them to the haulers. Brown is the cafeteria manager at this mountain school. Now she and a few other staff and volunteers are pulling 18-hour days to cook enough for the entire area, students, families, and their neighbors. We go feed them babies. (laughs) That's our go, feed our babies. (laughs) Governor Andy Bashir estimates throughout the region the overall recovery cost to school districts will top $100 million. We have, as you know, three schools impacted. Uh, Several miles away in neighboring Knott County, School Superintendent Brent Hoover is on a web call, giving an update on the district's flooded schools. He's taking this call moments after returning from the funeral service of a high school student. I have... uh, Uh, Out there in my card now, I have eight obituary cards. I've attended eight funerals in uh, six days. At least 39 people are confirmed dead as a result of the flooding, including several children. Hoover is anxious for students to be back in the classroom so that kids have some semblance of normalcy. It is very important to me to get back in and have a normal school year. But first, school buildings have to be cleaned, sewer systems have to be repaired, and buses have to be rerouted to avoid washed out roads. Yeah, just me, I just mean it. They're going to store it in this UPS trailer over here. If they... Down a winding road at Emelina Elementary, Kimberly Mosley and her fourth grade daughter Tinsley are helping unload donations. This time, a brand new mattress, which Tinsley decides might be too heavy for her nine-year-old arms. Oh, I I can't carry a mattress. Nearby, empty lots and foundations are all that's left of some students' homes. One of them belonged to second grader Madison Noble, who died along with her three younger siblings when floodwater swept them from their parents' grasp. Mosley was Madison's teacher. She's coping by throwing herself into relief efforts. And now when school starts back, it's, it's going to be another hit. When you start having an empty seats in your classroom, and if there was ever a need for a full-time counselor in every school. This is it, Mosley says. Tinsley props open the door as volunteers debate how to get the mattress into the gym. I guess we better go out there and help. She's looking forward to when she'll be back in this building with all of her classmates when school starts. I'm kind of sad I got pushed back, but I know why I had to be pushed back. 
She's got more than a month to wait. I'm Jess Clark in Emelina.